Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Dino. Hi, Brooke. Hey, Vincent. Brooke is, Brooke is making one of the coolest freaking dresses I have ever seen. I, I, I don't know what it is about this dress. I think it's the fabric. I think I just love the fabric. Yeah, it's it's I I I, I hated the fabric for the first <laughs> chunk of time. Mm-hmm. But everyone, when I was posting pictures on Instagram, kept saying, no, it's good. It's really good. It's keep, very season appropriate, too. It is. My goal is I'm making it for myself. I'm making it as a dress for Easter. That's the goal in my mind. Um, yeah, it's like green with floral. It's beautiful. The fabric is beautiful. I know. I know there might be some detractors on the fabric, but I. I don't know what it is. I just when you put you put. I think you put it up like last week, where it was like you put two fabrics up as like this or this, and I'm like green with flowers, green with flowers, green with flowers. Got to be green yeah. with flowers. Yeah, I had a batch of uh, upholstery fabric, and it, mm-hmm. I, I've been calling it vintage upholstery fabric, but I don't know at what point vintage becomes antique, mm-hmm. like where that line is. But it's fabric that was from an old home. Um, that was just sitting and it, and I, and I grabbed it. Um, it was disgusting when I first got it, it was like moldy and mildewy. And so I pulled it out of the home thinking good chance I wouldn't be able to salvage it, but we have wood drying kilns, um, since we mill lumber. And so I stuck it down in the wood drying kilns and I like demolded it and all of it is really beautifully preserved. So I'm able to work with it now. It's beautiful. I, I, you know, I say just, just so you know, um, Al from New York Woodworks, my buddy, Big Al, he has been watching you make these dresses and you know, uh, Al, Al doesn't strike anyone as the dress wearing type, it's not for <laughs> him, but he's fascinated at what you're doing, oh, making cool. the dress and cutting the fabric with the laser. Cause he has the same laser you have. So same. yeah, the, the majority of our followers are male. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not that you know, men can't wear and make dresses, whatever. But uh, I always get hesitant how much to share of what I'm doing. And if people will, or if our followers specifically will, will be interested in it. So it's nice to hear that people find it interesting. It's, it's, I mean, look, you made a purse and I thought that was super interesting and I'm not been to carry your purse around for you, but I mean, I carry it for you, but it would be your purse, right? Very kind, very kind. um, There's there's a certain amount of chivalry. When you hit 46, you get old fashioned real quick. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 been great watching you make it. It's it's kind of nice seeing you not being frustrated about the other thing that we don't like, talk about anymore. Do you, do you know how many people DM'd me about the kite today being <laughs> being funny and cheeky? They were like, "Hey, what about that kite, though, Brooke?" <laughs> oh, you missed it. It, we, it flew a mile high and it's stuck in a tree. It's it, tragic. It flew so well that it just never came back. It never I, came back. I am still working on it. I'm just not posting about it anymore because I don't. If I mess it up, I don't feel silly you'll get, whatever you'll get there you'll get there i have a feeling that that kite's going to make an appearance one day and it's going to have like victorious music but... oh it's going to make an appearance i'm not giving up i just cool don't want to promise the engineering of it it's not even that it's the silly design and like making yeah. sure i make the vector file so it'll all fold up nicely whatever anyway so how are the cornhole boards vincent the, the cornhole boards <laughs> brooke i learned something very valuable at home depot because the that's the Home Depot I always used to go to when I lived in my old house. Okay. So I went back to that one because the guys in the paint department at that are, that one are the literal nicest people on the planet. And I told them what I was doing with the paint. I wanted to buy a quart. And they're like, mate. Well, actually, because one of the guys is actually Australian. He's like, mate, you don't need, don't need a quart for that. 
That's stupid. That's, that was beautiful. That Thank accent you. was beautiful. And he goes, he goes, no. He goes, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you some samples. He goes, worst case scenario, you come back tomorrow. If it doesn't work, we'll give you another sample. But two samples is still cheaper than a quart. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I think I used half of one of the samples, and they were it was like six dollars versus twenty four dollars. Like it yeah. was a big difference in price. So that dude saved me on a project I've already lost money on. Like it's a lost cause. I'm probably going to tell because the the bride and groom are friends of mine. Probably mm-hmm. just going to tell them just give me the material costs. Yeah, I don't I don't need the labor. That's my wedding gift for you. Thank you, um, because I just I've lost money on it. I can't charge them anything and make this a fair price anymore. So yeah, material is so expensive right now too. God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I paid nine dollars for a two by for one two by four one, and I had to buy six of them to make these. And then just cry a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking how expensive cheap material has gotten. It really is. Maybe maybe that's why I've been enjoying my reclaimed fabric and making yes. a dress. Because I don't have to think about it. I can just enjoy it. <laughs> I got to start repurposing things. Although I did learn something at Al's when I was there last weekend. And I'm going to start applying it once my shop is organized more. Because holy cow, he showed me something I did not know. And it's going to save me a fortune in material. Oh, good. Oh, good. I, I'm not, I might actually turn it into a YouTube video. Oh, good. Just because it's that good of a piece of information. Yeah. Share the wealth. Of course. Speaking speaking of sharing the wealth. So we have talked on this very show about a lot of television shows. In fact, it's become a running gag that every single week, my thing of the week is some television show. And (laughs) honestly, what do you expect? I'm single now. So I have an apartment. I'm a bachelor now. What else am I supposed to do? So I moved into this apartment. I cut the cord. For the first time in my life, I don't have cable or broadcast television. I only have internet-based television. And so I'm scrolling through, you know, I'm scrolling through watching things on Netflix, watching things on Crunchyroll, watching things on, I mean, I'm literally watching things. I added services to watch shows. And I'm going through Netflix and there's this brightly colored thing. And the name of the show is, Is It Cake? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that just seems like a weird idea. And I look at the trailer and I'm like, holy crap, it's like all those TikTok videos where, the you know, you see a thing and it's turning on a turntable and there's these really tight shots of it. And you're like, why is someone taking a zoomed in shot of like a bowling ball, right? And then all of a sudden a knife comes in from out of frame and cuts it and it's cake and you have your big reveal moment. And they basically turned that into a reality competition show. And anyone who knows me knows that reality competition shows are my weakness. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give this show a try. So I watched the show and I absolutely loved it. And I'm like, I got to get, I got to get somebody from this show on the podcast. Like I got to get somebody. So the first person I went to, the very first person, I, you, what else would, who else would you have on a podcast, but someone known as the silent assassin? I'm going to say the silent assassin himself. <laughs> wow. Um, we, we got the. The creator of Tiltscapes. Yes. We have the one and only Steve mm-hmm. Weiss from Is It Cake. Hi, Steve. Hey. Welcome to the Because We Make podcast. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks we for are, reaching out. Oh, we Absolutely. are huge. We are huge fans of the show. We both loved it. Yeah. Um, and Brooke, Brooke has a, a special connection to the show. Um, not as much necessarily Brooke, but um, <laughs> someone who watched it with her as she was doing her oh, research. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. my my daughter loves to make cakes, like loves it even before watching the show. She adores the show. She adores you guys. Oh. She adores the things you guys made. So it's super cool to have you on. 
You, you know, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's funny. Cause it's, it's a huge hit for the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. any, any, uh, you know, I, if I'm walking out there, it's funny, I don't get recognized by the adults, but I get recognized by the kids, Oh, you know, and, and it's, and it, every cast member is pretty much the exact same thing. It, it's just, and it, it was just crazy. I, I was in this food store about a week ago and, um, randomly walking through and the, the, the kid probably, that that recognized me was probably he was in a mask and he he um probably wasn't more than like eight or nine years old and mm-hmm. he said hey aren't you the guy that's on that that show and i said <laughs> i said yup gave him a fist bump and then and walked away and then you know just went on but yeah the kids it's like a huge thing for the kids i mean it, and that's why i think you know this this type of show is you know has longevity i think you know because I remember when my kids were really young. I mean, the one thing that they wanted to see every time was like, and they had to watch it like 20, 30 times, you know, it's over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. I think with kids, I think, you know, they want to do that. They'll say, uh, you know, I'm going to eat my cereal today, but mom, could you put that, that, that cake show on? You yeah. Know? And I think that's what, that's what it's going to give the longevity to it. I think so. I also think uh, there's so many layers to the show where you get the creative <laughs> element. Ha ha! Da da! Layers. Wow. <laughs> did you do oh. that? In, did you do that intentionally? I didn't. I didn't. It just. That's it impressive. Just, Congratulations. It just came out. But um, I think that you have the creative element of tackling this design challenge. But then I also think when you're watching the show, it's pretty cool because you can play along and see if you can guess which cake it is and. Yeah. All of a sudden, the whole episode's done, and just it really sucks you in. And there's, you know, not a lot of shows that I think can do that like this one has done. Yeah, it's it's very family oriented. I mean, everybody can watch it. I mean, there's there's um, you know, there's obviously no foul language, and every mm-hmm. everybody's everybody, and and you know, as as nice as everybody seems, uh, is is actually as nice as they are, uh, you know. And um, we had you know, there was no drama. I mean, it was, it was just a really fun show. And I got to tell you out of all the shows that I've done, I've had the most fun on this show. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, it's not your first show. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been on quite a few. Um, and this is, this is definitely, um, you know, uh, I'll have fond memories for as long as, as long as I can remember it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a great, great show. Yeah. What what we talked about, um, we had we had Pat Lap from Making Fun on the show, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the thing that comes through the most on that show is the genuine chemistry between the people on the show. And you know, Brooke and I know between the two of us, we know everyone that's on that show, which is kind of weird seeing them on Netflix. Right. But we also know that they're actually friends, and that really does come through on camera. Mm-hmm. And I guess with you guys. It also like I imagine if you're sitting there, I was thinking about this. I'm like, wow, they're sitting there on that couch watching them compete for hours. Right. And I guess you'd have to like each other because otherwise <laughs> you'd kill each other sitting that close to each other all the time. I was wondering two things. One, what was it like sitting there for as long as you clearly had to? And well, two, did you show- did you actually did you actually have to sit there for eight hours? Well, that was, yeah. And was the um, show originally designed for a studio audience? And then because of COVID, it couldn't happen. Like, because <laughs> I, ha- I had a feeling like that show almost craves a studio audience, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I think if, you know, we, we, we definitely did sit on a bench longer than we, than we thought we should have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. 
but 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 it was but you know i think you needed that because you needed the you needed that banter and and us to to uh, engage mm -hmm. each other during the process mm -hmm. so i i think um you know some of the some of the things that you hear us talk about on the show i think we they needed they needed those sound bites to really mm -hmm. bring it together yeah for yeah. the editing that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. So you were essentially sitting there for eight hours is the answer. We were, we were sitting there for, for, for a long while at times. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, on one hand, I, I do a bit of video editing. I, I understand it. Cause like you said, the sound bites, you don't, the editors don't know what's going to be the golden tilt skate nugget exactly. until <laughs> after it happens, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I, so we, 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 you know, it's, it's, um, you know, and we, we, we get asked to, to do, you know, to, we were kind of, we, we kind of just thought about Tiltscape too, but now that you brought it up, we'll just open <laughs> up that can of worms. Um, and we were just kind of going back and forth because we really wanted to mess with, with Mikey because Mikey really had no, no idea what, you know, at, the, until the show, he didn't know what font it really was. He didn't really know, you know, what, what cakes were and to a certain extent other than to eat them. And um, so we just decided to come up with a some sort of word, and I know we were just going back and forth. And this is part of the um, part of the banter on the bench. And um, and then I mean, I just pulled this out of my butt. I mean, so when you see it, when you when you see it on on camera, it's exactly how it happened. Yeah. And I just said, I, you know, I don't even know how my mind worked. And I just I just said, tiltscape. <laughs> Let's just call it tiltscape. And um, I just it, it just everybody just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. And then we just went with it and just <laughs> yeah. kept going. Now we, we kept it actually going for a couple of, uh, a couple of episodes, but they kind of cut it back to the one. So, um, uh, and, and lo and behold, now it's on the urban dictionary. So, I mean, go it's for awesome. It. Wait, I've, it's, I've been, you've I've been made it. You're... <laughs> yeah. You're legit. Yeah. So on his, on his stories, it's been really fun watching. Like every once in a while, you'll see a new, like a tweak to the definition on urban dictionary of tiltscapes. So like, wow, they literally made a word like that's yeah. like, who's that's so that's probably your number one achievement coming out of the show is creating. It was, you know, cause I, it's funny. Cause I, I kind of had, I kind of had three storylines and uh, out of all the contestants, I had one that, that Mikey gave me a, uh, an alter ego <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an assassin, and then I then the tiltscape thing came in, and then and then I still do cakes on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I had like yeah. three plot lines going at the same time. I I, I love, and I I mean, and I could. You did a bowling pin as your final, yeah. Yep. Of, and I'm watch. I watched you pick bowling pin. I'm like, he's out of his mind. I was like, that I, seemed yeah. so hard. Yeah, know, that one know, seemed I, so challenging. I was I was a little out of my mind then too because you know I there's. Look, there's controversy in every every show. I think every mm -hmm. type of competition show. I think there's always controversy. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, if I had the opportunity to get second choice, I probably would have picked the tackle box. Mm -hmm. um, okay. For me, because I think that would have been. And then it's not just that it's the easiest thing. It's that I would have been able to show more of my of my skills off. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, and I think a lot of folks, I think a lot of the cast members chose things that they didn't normally do just to push themselves. Uh, and, and that's that was obvious. What, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. I yeah, actually, what I, did. I actually really appreciated that about the show though, because, um, you guys seemed really happy for one another when mm -hmm. you did well. 
which yeah. as a viewer was so refreshing. And I, and I think it's interesting to hear that added layer to it, that you guys were stepping outside of your comfort zone rather than going into it thinking I'm going to win, which right. obviously winning's fun. Winning's great, but right. it was, it added to the chemistry of the cast, I think, to see everyone stretching their skills. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, we all genuinely wanted everyone to do well. I mean, if we could all, if we could have all walked out with a little bit of money here and there, I mean, it would have, that would have been Doesn't like hurt. the greatest. <laughs> yeah. yeah that although, would have, that I, would have been... although I will say, I thought that the technique specifically that you did on your cauliflower, like blew yeah. my mind. That was so yeah. good. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing that, that comes back, uh, you know, I, I constantly, constantly get DM'd, um, and say, you know, your, your vegetables were amazing. Your fruits they were and vegetables. Phenomenal. Yeah. They were amazing. You should have won that episode. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I do agree about that. I do agree with that, you know, that I should have, but you know, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's something that, um, in, in this particular type of thing, I mean, everybody can, it's, it's really hard to make hyper-realistic cakes. Not, not, mm-hmm. and not everybody can do it, yeah. but, out of the, everybody on the cast, I'm I'm probably the I'm, I'm the really the only pastry chef on there. Everybody else is a cake artist, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all they do. They do cakes. Um, so I, I mean I'm I mean I I really well rounded to the point that I just don't concentrate on cakes. I can, yeah. I do sugar art. I do chocolate art. I can make ice cream. I can make breads and baked goods and pastries and all that stuff. So I'm well versed in the whole plethora of items and things that have to do with baking and pastry. I just don't concentrate on this. And and truthfully, when I do, when I do this type of cake, I don't, I don't, when I go into competitions like this, I don't necessarily do it for the money. I do it to develop myself and to get better Mm -hmm. at what I do. And if uh, everybody likes to win and believe me, I like to win, but if I don't win, uh, I want to take the knowledge that I learned from these these group, this, you know, being in a room with all of these artists for a period of time, you, you constantly are asking questions and, and getting collaborative with, you know, and just talking to people and getting their secrets and they're getting yours. And you just kind of trade off on secrets and, and, and techniques. And it's just like such a great opportunity that you just don't get very often. So that's, that's what I do. It's interesting. It was kind of cool because you had like people that, you know, like industry people kind of in the the hyper-realistic cake, like, you, you know, Andrew who won and yep. Sam Cade, who's well-known. And it's yep. like, you know, these are people who, like you said, they focus on this kind of thing. They do it and every day. And there's just the silent assassin just like, yeah, I can do that too. Like, it's just like, yeah. there was one thing I loved, one thing that I loved about you on the show, and this is why you were the first person that we contacted, you had this like, professional calmness to you as you like you're making molds the mold for the bowling pin is like this may or may not work i don't know i'm just gonna do it (laughs) right exactly no there's no freak out like i you were the coolest customer ever which is why at the beginning of the show i think i said at the beginning that you came across as like a las vegas kind of guy because like you're like i can imagine you gambling (laughs) and having like a perfect poker face right right i think i almost feel like that's where the silent assassin thing comes from because like you're just cool as hell it's funny it's it's a colleague of mine uh, emailed me uh right after the show launched and aired and he when he found out about about this whole thing he said uh he said you know i i i i don't know how you 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 said that at, with a straight face. And he said, now, 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 when you talk to me, I don't know if I can believe you anymore. 
that's yeah. the point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the delivery was great. Uh, so this all kind of segues into a question I wanted to ask, which is before all this TV stuff, right? you were obviously a pastry chef. So what, yeah. how did you get your start doing, um, doing that at all? Well, you know, I, um, I, I started off as an, en- as, as, as an engineer. I started off went, going to colleges. Oh, no way. With- to try to be an engineer. And, and I got to a point where, uh, the math was just way too much for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a math person. I, I like math, but math doesn't like me. That's, that's, <laughs> kind of and, and, um, and then I, I kind of transitioned. I said, I'm th- thinking to myself and I'm saying, well, you know, I really like art. So let me just transition into art. So I went into graphic art freelance for a while, did a couple of logos. Um, and I found myself sitting at a desk and I said, you know, do I, can I, do I see myself sitting at a desk for the next 30 or 40 yeah. years? And I said, you know what? I don't see myself sitting at a desk for that long. So I said, you know what? My first, one of my first loves was cooking and, and baking. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to culinary school. So I ended up going to culinary school in Baltimore, um, and, um, graduated from there and, and just ended up diving into the industry. And I've been there ever since. Um, Neat. Yeah, I've worked for a number of places, Marriott's and Hilton's and and then kind of this this uh, you know this executive pastry chef from um uh corporate pastry chef from uh from Ohio was driving in and he had he got a job in Atlantic City. He was this French master pastry chef and um he he saw my stuff at this small hotel in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that I was working at. And he said, he asked me out to the restaurant and he said, you know, you really have some talent. He said, I'm looking for people. I'm moving to Atlantic City. Would you be interested in doing that? And, uh, and I said, sure. I, you know, not thinking that I would never get a phone call back. And about a month later, he calls me up and says, you know, Hey, I got an opportunity for you. Are you willing to move down here? And, and, um, I said, yeah. And I just moved down there and ended up being there for the next 14 years. And, and it's funny because, you know, I was one of those kids uh, in New York where my, my parents would drive down to resorts and the old, the old casinos Mm -hmm. and, and say, here's a roll of quarters, you know, go play in that slot, go, go play in the uh, game room. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go gamble. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those kids. And, and I said to myself many times, I'm never going to work here ever. <laughs> and, and I just ate my words. You know, I will ended up staying a... there for 14 years. So, isn't yeah. That, isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> it's always I mean, how it is. I, yeah. I mean, you just you just end up eating your words then. And, and uh, but, you know, I ended up enjoying it. It was very, um, very educational. And, and I moved up the ranks pretty quickly there. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, I think the one thing that got me really started back in culinary school was I saw this guy on a VHS tape because they mm-hmm. showed us VHS tapes back then. <laughs> and uh, uh, he was he was making flowers out of sugar. And I said, wow, this is amazing. And I, I, I said, I, I have to learn how to do this. And that was like my biggest goal mm. going into the program was learning how to manipulate sugar into art and and uh because i already had the art background and i said you know this is great this is the media i just wasn't working with the right mediums yeah and um and i just made it made it kind of a a life goal a professional goal life goal to to learn how to how to manipulate sugar in different ways and and that's what really got me started that's interesting because i was just about to ask in culinary school what drew you to specifically being a pastry chef over you know um, well, I, I think more so was I, I, I know I started off wanting to be a hot foods cook and, um, 
for, for one, one reason or another, the school kind of messed up my major and they put me on as a baker and a baking and pastry <laughs> student instead of a culinary arts student. And, no um, and I started, I went through my first semester and I said, you know what, this isn't half bad. Uh, you know, I think, I think I'm going to like this better. So I ended up dropping that major and sticking with this one. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing <laughs> is that, you I know, love that. I, I, I've tried, I've tried cutting onions for hours and, 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 and crying for hours just doesn't work for me. <laughs> so I said, you know what, this isn't for me either. So I'm going to stay in the bake shop. The bakery was where I stayed. Yeah. Cool. Do you, do you have, so we know about, we kind of have a, a good feel for your, you know, your culinary background, Yeah. but I mean, let's be honest. You're making these photorealistic, you know, object realistic cakes. Yeah. I, I know that's not all you do, but that's the part that's obviously the most intriguing to the people listening. Right. So my question is, what about your art background? Because you don't you don't learn the technical and mechanical parts of making a cake and then just mm -hmm. make incredibly good looking cakes. So what's your art background like? Um, well, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sculpture. Um, I do sculpture. I, I used to do a lot of drawing and I, you know, I have a tendency to get away from it. And honestly, you know, when I was in art school, I, I didn't really, I loved drawing, but I, I wasn't as good at it as I thought I was. And we can say, <laughs> we can both say that about everything that we yeah. do too. <laughs> and, you know, I, <laughs> I, um, I ended up dabbling in, in sculpture and I, you know, and I said, it, this is really, this isn't for me. Um, the sculpture is, is the, the mediums that I was working with weren't really giving me a lot of satisfaction and they weren't doing what I wanted them to do. So I, I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. And it was very difficult to work with things. But when I, when I connected with the mediums of sugar and chocolate, it just, I, it, something just clicked and I ended up, I was able to really manipulate that the way I was thinking and the way I was looking at working at it. And and I know that the show is about hyper-realistic cakes, but I've been doing hyper-realistic type sculpture with sugar and chocolate way before uh, cake, uh, hyper-realistic cakes were, were being done. So I was doing a lot of that out of sugar and chocolate even before that. So I already had a pretty good foundation as to how to go about it. Mm -hmm. The only thing is, oh, the only thing I had to do was put cake in it. Right. So for me, it, it was an easy transition. Right. Yeah. And just learn how cake works and how to properly stack it and make the structural right. underpinnings and stuff right. like that. I guess, yeah, if you have the sculpturing, the sculpture skill anyway, it's right. just another medium to work with. Work with. Yeah. So when you're working with, if you think about, you know, you're working with chocolate, this, we'll bring up the bowling pin, um, mm -hmm. you know, so with the bowling pin, the bowling pin was actually made, the outside was made first. Mm -hmm. before the inside. And a lot of times when you do cake, you do the inside and then you work on the outside. So I do it. I did it backwards. So I, I was working on the structure and then I was going to fill it with cake as, as a couple of the other contestants did with theirs. Like um, I think Andrew did the cups, the red cups. Yep, yeah. Yep. Right. So the cups were actually made out of chocolate. And then all he did was fill that void, you know, with cake. And, and the same thing with the bucket. I think Desiree did a bucket, well, a sand yes. bucket. Yes. Bucket sand. Yep. With right. a similar so she, technique. Again, used the exact similar technique, but she used the bucket. So what mm -hmm. I did was I actually had to make a full-blown mold within a short period of time uh, when I really honestly needed probably overnight to get it to, to get it to set. And, um, um, but that's, that's kind of, that was my mind, that was my mind working in that way. And, and because of the experience that I have working with this particular medium, I just thought it was probably the easiest thing to do. 
But it ended up being the hardest thing to do. It was going to say, it didn't, <laughs> didn't quite pan out that way. But yeah. it, it, I'll tell you, though, even like I, like I was saying before, even like, you know, the judges look at these things from 15, 20 feet away. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking at them zoomed in on camera and you're going, oh, the judges can't tell because they're so far away. I couldn't tell. Right. And like I'm looking at it on a 40 inch TV from like six inches away. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> I think they might be right. You know, everybody becomes a cake expert. It's like, no, look, see, see, there's a seam in the fondant right there. Like, no, it's that. And then you find out something was like, oh, yeah, no, I knew that. It just... right, exactly. <laughs> it always seems so obvious after. Right. That's the fun of. I think that's what. I think that's what the show has going for it, though. That yeah. a lot of a lot of reality competition shows. I like I, this is like Forged in Fire for cake because the the yeah. contestants are the same way. Uh, one right. of the things I love about Forged in Fire. And I think it's one of the reasons I love another this great show. show, by the way. Oh, it's an amazing show. It's one of the yeah. best shows on yeah, TV. I love that show. Yeah. I would actually get TV again if I had no way to watch it outside yeah. of cable. That's how much I love that <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, I love that show. That's a great show. And one of the things that you notice about Forged and Fire, and it came through on your show, is you know, the the mutual respect that you have for each other. You know, yeah. the idea of you'd rather beat someone at their best than mm -hmm. have them lose on a technicality. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's just so obvious. And I love that. I, yeah. that's cause that to me tells yeah. me that I know I'm good at this yeah. and I don't need, Oh, he stumbled. Oh, well, right. And you know, it's like, no, I want him to put his best work up there yeah. and I want to whoop his butt. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and I love happened, that. And that happened at a lot in a lot of those episodes, you know, when we were given the opportunity to choose the competitors that we chose, you know, we would choose, um, we chose the hardest people, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, um, I know Andrew and I think Johnny, um, on a couple of occasions and when they were competing in the, in the show, they chose people that would challenge them and, and they knew that there was a high probability of them losing. But, but the challenge is, is the biggest thing. And if you can, you can challenge somebody and beat them and that's something, mm -hmm. you I know, think, yeah. but we, but we even, even so we, we, we still all genuinely wish the best for everybody. I think one of the things that was the most surprising on the show as someone who, you know, really loved it was Justin. Yes. I mean, the yeah. level of skill. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, I really appreciated his skill when he made the steak. Yep. And yep. it was like, I can like they had to get, the, and I know you you don't get to see it until you watch the show. Yeah. But they had to get the camera. Like the judges were that far from it. Like I'm yeah. making it the little pinchy fingers, yeah. and the camera was like had to be two inches away from it, just so you could see the slightest little bit of imperfection in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like that is just mind blowing how much that looked like an actual steak. And that kid is just stupidly talented yeah at his age uh i mean I, I mean this kid is is uh i mean he's got his he's has has his own business and he's had his own business for a while already and mm -hmm. uh, he's he's far and above anywhere i where i was and i think anybody on the cast um at that age yeah i mean uh, he's gonna be I'm you know, always... if he's, if he's going to be a millionaire when he's by the time he's in his 20s, early 20s, if he hasn't already. I'm yeah. always jealous of kids that are that. Wow. I mean, like, I don't know how focused he is on making this his life. I'm pretty sure it's oh, he's, where I, he's, he's going. He's very focused. Yeah. But his talent level, like to have 
like to have that as your option, like, no, I'm just going to make the most awesome cakes you've ever seen. And I could start doing that today. Like how many kids can even say they have a skill, let alone a level of a skill like that. It's just remarkable. The kid is a, he's a wunderkind as they say. Yes, he is. is. (laughs) You know, you, you, um, there are some, some, you know, even, you know, going through some students that I have, I mean, there are some that you already know off the bat that they're going to be successful in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there, there are some, you know, like, like Justin, that's on a, on another level above that. He's mm-hmm. competing with the people who've been doing it for years Absolutely. rather than coming out of culinary school or, yep. and, or art school. He's, he's there. Like yeah. he could skip yep. it if he wanted to, or do it if he wanted the, like the formal training, like yep. whatever he wants to do yep. will work for him. And I tried to encourage him to go to formal, formal uh, training as well. I tried to so, do that. <laughs> yeah, you are, a, you're a big, I mean, obviously, you know, you're a big believer in formal education when yeah. it comes to the culinary arts. Yeah. You know, I, um, um, uh, you know, I was in the industry for quite a few years and, uh, you know, I said to, I said to myself, I said, you know what, I probably have a good five years more in this business at the level that I was performing at. And I kind of tell the students when I talk to them, I said, you know, it's very much like being an athlete. You condition yourself to work at a high level for, uh, you know, hours and hours and days and days without days off, without yeah. time and family suffer, you know, obviously family time, kids, you know, um, everything suffers except for the work because you're always going to, you're always going to be there. And, um, it's, it's, I just couldn't see myself performing at that level for such a long period for another five years or so. Mm -hmm. So, um, I ended up looking around and I saw there was an opening at a, at a community college close by and in West Virginia. And, um, and I said, I'm gonna throw my name in the hat. And, uh, and I threw my name in the hat and luckily, long story short, I got the job. And, uh, but it came with a 50% reduction in my salary. And yeah, so uh, as as education that, you know, that does happen. Uh, so, you know, you, you kind of bite, bite down and, and take that and work with it. And, um, uh, but the, the trade-off is you get time for your family, you get time for yourself. And, and I been there for, I've been there for 14 years and I've never looked back and I've never regretted that choice. Yeah. Uh, and I, if I had to do it again, I would definitely do it again. Do you enjoy teaching? Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that I've always wanted to get into. Um, uh, you know, it, it's just, I think earlier on in my career, the, you know, finances were always a big part of that. Mm-hmm. When can I take the hit and still be okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. um but I, it's such a rewarding part of what I do every day to help fashion, you know, new students that come into this business and, and want to make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, it's just, it's, a it's a real amazing thing to do and to see the progress of folks, um, and how students go through their lives and become successful. And it's great. I mean, there's, there's some really great stories out there. Do, do you think, and I've always wondered this because I feel like cakes had a renaissance probably around the mid 2000s yeah. when like um, um, Ace of Cakes okay. and all Cake these boss. shows started showing up. Yeah. And everybody started to be like, wait a minute, like a Duncan Hines cake just probably isn't enough anymore. Like people started Sprinkles, to cupcakes. Like, yeah. I mean, look, I Cupcake still love craze. a good Funfetti cake, just like everybody else. I think anyone who says they don't love a Funfetti cake is lying, but I'm I'm just like I wonder how much of that like this is the natural progression mm-hmm. of all those other things where people were like 
really into out of nowhere it seemed like everybody was suddenly into these incredibly crazy cakes yeah I, no I, I think, I think, go ahead oh i was gonna say i think that social media has contributed a lot well totally mm. look um, at um the icing artist i forget i always forget her Lori. i forget Lori's last name but the icing artist the stuff she does on her channel is all about high-end cakes mm -hmm. like, and it's incredible stuff and it's like this there's no way anyone would have watched this like 20 years ago like there's nobody cared about this right but then all of a sudden like it was popularized and now everybody's like yeah. loves this stuff yeah i mean i don't know i don't know i'm i'm probably the youngest one here <laughs> but I, I i grew up i i grew up watching i remember the food network used to have chocolate sculpture wars yeah. on mm -hmm. and as a kid i was fascinated yeah. And stuff so it's it's hard because i think i think there is a natural progression but i do think it's always been around in some way shape or form and it's shows you were were you on that show well oh, I, were I, you? Was, I i started i started um i started doing shows for food network before they became before they had titles they were called food okay. Network Schools. yes yeah i used to watch that and loved it mm -hmm. yeah so um a lot matter of fact the the, the you know, uh, I was always, I was always a sugar, the sugar artist. So they had uh, food network challenges. Yeah. That's, that's the well, one that was, the yeah. Show. And it's fun. You, you can go back on like discovery plus now and you can always go watch, watch those shows again. <laughs> you sure and, can. Yeah, <laughs> those are great. Um, so, you know, I can go back and, and just show, you know, my, cause my kids at the time were like really super young and they didn't, you know, they didn't really know what was going on. So now they can go back to, to those shows and archives and just take, kind of take a look at them. But yeah, you know, it, those were, those were the beginnings of, of what, what was yet to come, which is mm -hmm. what, which is what this is. Yeah. How did, how did that transition happen? Like, how did you get on your first television show where you were cooking and there was a camera in your face. Right. So there's a, um, there's a, there's a, there's food shows around the country and some mm -hmm. of the biggest food shows in the country are in New York or in Philadelphia. And New York is one of the biggest ones. It's at the Javits center. It's like the New York restaurant, restaurant, uh, show. And, mm -hmm. um, they always had this pastry, this huge pastry competition. And, um, I did the, did that competition probably for about two or three years. And, um, they, you know, they just see who's in those competitions and does mm -hmm. that. And we, we were, we would be judged by our peers and we would, obviously we would win money and medals and things like that, but you know, nothing was televised. It was just, just us coming in, into a, a big auditorium and just bringing our stuff and, and decorating it up. And hopefully we win, hopefully we didn't. And, um, I think, you know, some folks maybe from TV and radio and whatnot just came in through those and they just looked at and said, wow, this could, this is, we're missing out. This is, this could be great TV or great, a great show. It, it presents it really happened well. That way. I think that's so someone just right asked there. you, so someone just came up to you one day and was like, Hey, do you want to do this? They, and... <laughs> they, I think it was reached. They, they gave me a phone call. They, they got my phone number and then they, and they just looked at the comp competitors throughout the last a bunch of shows and they just said, Hey, look, we're, we're doing this show, um, called challenge. And, you know, would you like to be interested? We like, would you like to be in, in it? And I said, well, yeah, sure. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. And, you know, so at the time, you know, we were filming out in Denver and, mm -hmm. uh, we would, they would, we would fly out to Denver. We would do a show. It would be an episode. It wouldn't be a series. It would be an episode. So we would probably be there for about four days. 
film it and go back. And, and then we would be part of that particular season. And, uh, you know, that was, it was fun because it was short. Um, mm -hmm. Now, the, the ones that we're doing now, um, the, I've done, um, this is like, I think my second, second or third series that I've done. And, and series take, they take a while. This is my third. Yes, this is my third. It takes a while because you're, if you, if you win or continue to win, um, you, you get, you stay out there and you're, you could be out away from your, your actual job for three to four weeks at a time because you're filming. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely a, a huge commitment. Well, that was what was interesting about the format of this show is that you all were there for the entire duration of the show. Right. And right. it was so, it was so weird. It's like, oh man, they're going home. It's like, no, they're staying. Oh, oh, oh right. okay. So like everyone's staying until the end. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that I was... think that that added to, to the, to how the show was, how the show played out, you know, the camaraderie and, and the love that we all showed each other, you know, that, you know, we felt bad if someone didn't do well and we were happy when someone won, even though we didn't win, we were, we were happy. We're happy about that. So I think it really played in very well. It, it, it worked beautifully. And the, I, I guess it makes, if you know you're going to be sitting next to someone basically for, you know, for a couple of, how long, how long did it take to film the show? Was it like two or three weeks or? Um, so yeah, I mean, it took about a better part of like three and a half weeks, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of bench. I, I, it's a lot of bench time. It really is like, I, I, it looked grueling. They did, yeah. did they do every episode in a day? Like is it one day filming um, each episode? I or think, well, I'm trying to remember. I think the first episode was done in a day. Um, I th I'm trying to think here. Um, I think it was done. It was done. Actually, I think it was done in half. So it was, it was okay. we filmed part of it in one day and we finished it the next. And then we kind of, we started the next show on the second day, but gotcha. just, okay. just the beginning part of it. And it wow. You know, a lot of people don't realize in, in, in this format or in TV in general, there's a lot of waiting and standing around. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of dead time, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, and you're right. It, you can, you can at times pull your hair out just saying, you know, I, I, you know, and standing on your mark or, or having to do uh, shots over again, um, over, 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 you know, constantly repetitious because you don't know which one's going to be the one that they're going to choose as they go totally. through the editing process. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's not as fun as it looks, but it is, <laughs> it is definitely fun. Um, once it's over, it's fun. I mean, yeah. and honestly, through the process, it's fun too, when you're up there competing, yeah. um, you know, but, but yeah, if you're sitting on the bench, it's, you know, it's not so much fun, but, but it was, we were, we were very happy with everybody else. Yeah. On the flip side of it, when you are actually baking, yeah. um, and you've done enough of these shows that I think you probably can give a really well-rounded answer to this. How mm -hmm. much does cooking in a kitchen that isn't your kitchen that you're not familiar with, Ooh, how much yeah. does that influence how you're able to perform? Oh, it's, 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 time-consuming i mean because you, you don't know where everything is i mean yeah you, you get a brief overview of where things are but it's not your kitchen you have no clue where you know i, I you know i could have sworn i put my knife down over there <laughs> all of a sudden like, it's, it's not there you know for camera purposes it has to be in the same spot you know as they liked it or as as the camera saw it so it's you know and then you're i'm digging through drawers and and trying to figure out where things are and uh it's, it's an ingredients too. I mean, it's tough when you're not working in your own kitchen, it's tough. And the, you know, the one thing about this show too, is that, you know, we're doing, 
we're doing everything in eight hours. We're baking mm -hmm. the product, we're icing the product, and we're decorating the product. And that's legit. Mm -hmm. We are. Um, and, and, you know, other hyper-realistic cake artists, and I think a lot of times, you know, they, you kind of lose focus on it. A lot of hyper-realistic cake artists that are out there now that you see on the internet are could take up to two or three days to make a hyper-realistic item. We're doing it in eight hours, beginning to end. And, mm -hmm. and that is, uh, to me, is probably the most amazing part of it. And just people just don't get that on the show uh, to a point where, you know, people that do this for a living and, and do these things, they could be working on one cake for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have the thinking time because I have, I always, even if, you know, you're saying, oh, it's an eight hour cake, which is already insane. But if that, even if that was a normal amount of time to make a cake, right. you know, you're, you're figuring out what you're making right before that. It, so exactly. like, by the time, if I'm making something in my shop, like I've probably thought it through, right. you know, and, and already spent a certain right. amount of time just thinking about how I'm going to approach it. So, you know, I'd imagine just diving into something after eight hours, like, do you even realize what you just made? I yeah. feel like at the end of eight hours, I'd be looking at it going, what just happened? So yeah, it's, it's, it, it was, it was definitely, a, um, very, uh, you know, taxing and you, you just, you, you, you know, at times, you know, you have to kind of step back and think about how am I going to approach this? This is <laughs> difficult. And, and, and why did I pick this? You know, you have questions <laughs> like that, you know, while you're sitting on the bench after, after you lost, I mean, you know, why, why did I pick that? You know, and, and at the time it was probably the best choice, but maybe in hindsight, it, there could have been something that we could have done that was better or easier. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you obviously have TV experience, but yeah. what's it like to, you know, go through this whole process? You know, you spend three weeks doing the show. Yep. You don't obviously know what the edit's going to look like. You kind of just, yep. you know, you leave it, leave it in God's hands, as they say. Um, <laughs> you get, you get home and it's like, oh, cool. It dropped today. Let's start watching it. And Did you watch? <laughs> uh, you know, so that was going to be my first question. Did you watch it? And yeah. what was it like? Did they catch anything that you know, surprised you or? That's funny. You should say that because honestly, I I've never had, I've never had anxiety over as much anxiety over a show than I had with this series. Huh. Really? I've never, I, I mean, to the point where it, it came out. And I think I waited about three or four days before I even saw the first episode because wow. I wanted I wanted to hear what everybody else was saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why do you think that is? Why was this one different? Do you think? Um, I don't know. I just I think it was for me. I think the show, this particular show, was a bit of a stretch for me because I'm so well rounded in other facets of 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 baking and pastry. This isn't this isn't something that I always focus on on a daily basis. Whereas everybody else that I was on there that was on there focuses on this every day, every mm -hmm. day of their lives or hours and hours and hours. I mean, I could be grading papers for three days of the week, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then I do this out of everybody. I do this more so as a hobby, uh, you know, to develop myself. I don't do it as a profession. So for me, mm -hmm. I guess I just wanted to come across as, you know, not being a, a dope or a joke, you know, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't come across that way at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad. I think, you know, the editing process came through and I think, I think, um, you know, I, I know I'm definitely pleased as, as, as to how it came out, but I, I think I had, I, I mean, I sleepless nights, like the first couple of nights before it came out and I was like, I, and I've never experienced that before for any, any of the shows that I've ever done. And it's just, for me, 
it just took a couple of days to really get to get my mind in the right way. And plus seeing some of the feedback from, from uh, some of the folks on the internet and saying, Oh, you know what, this thing's not too bad. And, and you know, and, and it's good. And then people started talking about Tiltscape and this and that. And I said, <laughs> well, there's, there's something good there that I can, I can, I can deal with and I can be okay with. So then, and then I started watching it and I thought, I thought it was very well done. They, they did do a, they did do a really good job. And one of the things I like, you know, you mentioned earlier on, um, when you were talking about the camaraderie between you and the rest of the yeah. cast, that there was no drama yeah, and there, it was drama free. And what I loved about the show was that they didn't manufacture drama for the sake of like the right. show. Yeah. The drama was the dramatic cakes, the cakes <laughs> were right. the drama. And, mm -hmm. you know, a great, I know, you know, Mikey, obviously he played up, you know, hacking at stuff with the kid with the knife and that was all that but that was funny right it that was, wasn't was. meant to manufacture some kind of fake emotion yeah. and they did a really good job of just like letting the cakes be the hero of the show you know it was just cake after cake after cake i gotta tell you whoever and i, I was gonna ask this too because yeah. whoever made the bonus round cakes yeah oh my gosh good yes. god those people were wizards. we we were as cake artists we were floored by, by I, was, I was gonna ask you who made those yeah so there's there's two very talented people pastry chefs back there cake artists pastry chefs mm -hmm. that made those cakes oh and, yeah. and they are amazing i mean uh we were blown away we were blown away mm -hmm. we were just very happy that they weren't on the show <laughs> you know, other than yeah. they're not competing against us because you yeah. know we definitely were, wouldn't have done that well but, I... but they were they're on another level yeah, the way that I could tell which ones they were was as the turntable went around, the money I, flapped just a little bit, and I could always, <laughs> I could always tell the real money flapping versus not. But then slowly, the, as the season went on, th there wasn't money flapping anymore yeah. coming out of the top, and then I was yeah. just done. I feel like they figured out. It's funny you say that because I noticed that also. Like at the beginning, the the money looked a little bit glued on. And then as it got more, it's like they must have realized that the money doesn't move as the turntable swings around. So it's like, okay, we have to make the real money sit still too. And right. by this, by the third, <laughs> I think it was, was it like the third they round like, where they, they totally like figured rounds? out that that was the giveaway. And I was yeah. like, oh, darn, I'm done. Because right. they, like, they ended up going like three <laughs> rounds before anyone got one right again. Yeah, and hard. it's like, oh, yeah, they really did nail it now. Like they know how they're, they yeah. know the, they know the tell. They've eliminated it. Well, it's you know, I think, I think there was, um, I forget which episode it was, but it might have been like episode five or six where um, I think it was the wicker basket that came around. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that was, that the, was amazing. It's so funny you say that one because I was picturing that one in my head when you were talking about how talented the people were because I remember that the wicker one that was fake, I couldn't believe it. When, yeah. when I genuinely was like, what? Yeah. It, no, it we, couldn't, we were standing, we were, we were right there watching it. <laughs> we just, we couldn't believe it. We, at this point, you know, we, we, I think we just, you would just guess and you would hope for the right one, you know? Yeah. 50, 50. It's not, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Much and, better and than at the slot machines. I wish I, I wish I won the fourth episode with, uh, you know, when I was competing against Andrew and, uh, Justin, mm -hmm. um, with the vegetables, I, I said, um, cause as soon as it turned around, I, I knew what it was. Yeah. I knew what it was. And I said, Oh man, I could have walked away with 20 grand Yeah, and, uh, you know, and that would have been great. But, you know, honestly, you know, um, for me again, winning is, is great. And everybody mm -hmm. loves to win and you go into a competition like this to win, but because, uh, every competition that I've won and done well at, I've always taken the money and donated it. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter to me. The money, the money for this is, is, is like secondary. It's, it's mm. more so the, it's more so getting through it. Cause, um, the year before, uh, I had one, uh, had one Halloween wars on the food network yeah. and that was $50,000. So, but my portion of that, you know, I donated, you know, and, and, and at that time, you know, we were kind of, uh, we were into COVID at the time, pretty, pretty heavily in the beginning stages of it. And there's a lot of people that were losing their jobs and they're, you know, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of places that, you know, needed some extra help here and there. Um, and, uh, you know, that money helped, helped to sustain those folks through that time. And, and, uh, you know, I was really happy to do that. So, so that for me, it's more so, so if I would have won this competition mm -hmm. in any shape or form, you know, whatever money it was, would have, would have been donated, you know, and I, and I do that. And I have history of doing that for, for many, many years. Yeah. Maybe that's why you're so calm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because possibly. it's just, it's a mindset thing, right? When you're going into it, yeah, thinking possibly. the prize is the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably, you're probably right. I mean, that, that does play a big part of it, but I, I'm genuinely a, a, genuinely a calm person to begin with. Uh, at least a lot of people tell me that. Um, <laughs> you're one of the most soothing that, people we've ever had on this show. I just want to the point that, that I, that you I are very, yeah. <laughs> <Stay calm. laughs> very chill. Like I almost feel like it's, it's almost like noisy if I grab my Coke right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think my, 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 and it's funny because my, I, I, I look at, I have a heart monitor on my, my watch everybody has mm -hmm. you know, one of those things uh -huh. and i keep looking and i'm saying wow that's really low and my, my, <laughs> the silent assassin can my, control his heartbeat <laughs> my heart my heartbeat is like uh, like 48 or 52 or something like that and i'm like hey, you know is that possible yeah. <laughs> am i alive right now yeah so, well, shoot. all these young all these young people because clearly you know the audience for this show will skew more family slash younger, which yeah. is perfect because it, it's got the exact right. I got to say though, if adult, our listeners are probably primarily adults. If you're not watching this show as a caveat to Vincent's oh, yeah. comment, go watch. Cause you're yeah. going to love it. But anyway, we continue. Told, <laughs> we, yeah. We've totally had that. We've totally had that conversation with the audience. Right. But, um, <laughs> watch the show. you know, it's funny. Cause I, I, one of the, one of the reviews that somebody said, it's, it, you know, they said, you know, I, I wanted to go into the show hating it. Mm -hmm. And I started, <laughs> I started watching the first, the first two, two episodes and then it hooked me. And he said, you know, hours later, I'm, I'm watching the final episode. And I said, you know, I feel at the end of it, I feel, I feel satisfied, but guilty at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Do you, so with the family focus of the show, is there, if, if a kid's watching the show and it's like, how do I get, because the hardest part, you know, I, I started woodworking in 2017, mm -hmm. you know, it, it took me a really long time. My dad was a carpenter and I still didn't do any woodworking until I was, you know, I was whatever, there were 41 or whatever that I don't, I'm not doing math. <laughs> me and you, math, Steve, we agree. Right, you but, um, <laughs> you know, what, what would you tell kids? Like, how do you, how do you get started? Like, especially in something this specific, because I do imagine there's a lot of kids with artistic ability that also yeah. would love to be pastry chefs mm -hmm. or cake, cake artists. What would you, what advice would you give a kid that wants I mean, to get started in that area? Well, or that I mean, has a passion for it. You, you've number one, you really need to have a passion for food and uh, liking to eat food. And, mm -hmm. and, and cake in general or sweets in general. And I think that fondness comes very early on, you know, cause I mean, kids gravitate towards sweet things and um, you know, what, what would a parents give kids when they're doing well? You know, mm -hmm. if you don't give them a dollar, you give them something sweet or something, <laughs> right? 
you know, yeah. so I think, I think you, um, I, I think it's, it's a natural thing to, um, and kids are creative. I mean, a lot of kids are, and, and I think these types of shows really help, help, um, these kids to say, Hey, look, you know, instead of making a round cake or a square cake this week, why don't we just do a dinosaur cake or do something, uh, horses, you know, a, a unicorn cake or something. And I think it starts with cupcakes too. Cause I think cupcakes are one of the easiest things to really get creative with. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of classes with kids and one of the things that we always get asked to do are cupcake classes. And I think that's, that's a good beginning because it's something that's not quite large. It won't overwhelm you. It'll get done in a short period of time and, uh, and you can eat it after you're done. I mean, it's, it's such a great little thing, you know? Do you, how much do you, I mean, I know on the show, I was wondering this on the show too, because mm-hmm. you're making cakes whose primary focus is visual. Yeah. Everybody's going to be looking at them. Yeah. How much time did you guys on as a cast, as competitors of a visual show yeah. actually spend on the cake itself? Was it just like, who cares what the cake is like? If it's crap, it's crap, but it's really <laughs> just got to look good. Well, you know, it's funny because off, off, yeah, off camera and stuff, we were, we kind of were, were blurting that out. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it didn't make it, didn't make it on it. camera, but you know, we, we would say, Oh, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this. And it looks like, it looks like crap, you know? And I, and I'm, I, you know, and, and, you know, and uh, I think at one point, uh, one of the contestants was, you know, started doing their, their cake and it just ended up not being right. And they ripped it apart and started doing it all over again. <laughs> and, and it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that, that we always go through and, you know, and the thing is about these cakes is, is there's a couple of things that you have to be aware of that you can't make a cake too perfect mm-hmm. number one because because uh, food is flawed so you can't make it perfect and that's a telltale sign i think in the first episode when um some of the contestants made the croissants and the burgers and stuff you know it was it's a telltale sign if it's too perfect because i think that's what people look for um so that's one thing uh color is another mm-hmm. and color's I, I a big one the cast struggled with color. Everybody struggled with color because we were using colors that we wouldn't normally use. Yeah. Uh, so we, we had to constantly blend and look and see. And I think for me, the 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 purple cauliflower was like, I couldn't, I mean, it, I, I was spent too much time on it trying to get the color correct. And I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to leave it as it is. And hopefully nobody's going to notice. But shadows too, because light doesn't yeah, behave the same way exactly, on fondant exactly. or icing or, you know, and yeah. Wow. And I the other thing of that, and, but that's brutal. And the, and the last thing is proportion. If you, if you, you know, if you have a cake that is just too big or too small can comparison to all the other ones that are out there, it, it's another telltale sign. So it's, 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 it's threefold, you know, you have to do all those three things and, and then possibly you'll be able to fool the judges, but it's, it's definitely a hard feat to do. It, it looked impossible. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just cause I'm not in that field and that's totally mm-hmm. possible, right. but man, watching you guys, it's just like, I don't know how any, I don't know how any of this gets done. Like I have no idea how any of this gets done. <laughs> Oh my God, look out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I I honestly, it was like, sometimes it was just like pure magic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it's, 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 um, you know, we definitely, we definitely stretched ourselves and, uh, you know, we, you know, the, the asparagus cake for me, I mean, I, I mean, some of those things, you know, you just, you just do it. 
you know, and you try to mimic and, and, you know, we have the vegetables or we have our item next to us. So we're trying mm -hmm. to proportionally trying to, to do it the right way. But, you know, if you, I, I found myself when I was doing the asparagus cake, uh, I had a, I had a piece of cake that I was going to cover and put the asparagus on there. And, and I, I had to rip it up like at least twice because I had too much cake in it. I had mm -hmm. to pull more cake out to get it to look and resemble the packets that, that there were out there. And, um, it was, it was amazing to me how much cake I had to pull away that I thought I needed, but I didn't actually need. So proportion was a huge part of selling, selling that lie to everybody. Mm -hmm. I feel like they did a nice thing throwing you guys a bone by letting you guys pick your decoys. Like, I feel like that was, yeah. cause man, if, if you're looking at them going, all right, I want the most wonky, ridiculous, real one yes. because that's going to look the most like a cake. Like yeah. you're not just going to pick something off the, it's like, no, I'm just gonna take that one. That No, you have to yeah. carefully strategize what you're picking. Uh, yeah. I have a question about the decoys. Yeah. How much were you guys allowed to change them? Cause I noticed Ooh, that a few yes. contestants yes. were added, added sugar to the decoys. Um, and as a viewer, I was so mad about that. Yeah. That, that felt, that felt like cheating. Like it the first did. time I saw it, but then other people did it. So uh -huh. yeah. I was just curious. It's just a random question. Uh, I just I think, thought of just now. I think what I'll, I think what I'll say about that is that there was no cheating. Okay. And, and it definitely, yeah, it was. I don't think it actually are, was cheating. It just felt cheating. There were, there, like, were, oh! there were, me as a viewer. <laughs> there were, there, there were opportunities that there was opportunities that we were given that we could take advantage of, and and whether you did or you didn't, that's up to you. Okay. Got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I just, I, I, it like blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, actually, also, I was thinking, how the heck are these judges going to figure it out? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, uh, I'm shocked that as, as many of them f figured out the cakes as they did. Uh, we were shocked too, especially in the they first did well. episode, because um, the the two cake artists that um, that that got actually they they found the cakes. We thought, I mean, these guys are very very good cake artists, and and their products. We looked at it and we were like, I mean, these are really really good, and we're surprised. And sure enough, they picked the first two. And, uh, and I think Johnny was the third, he had the tacos and, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and those he, were great. He did. Really and it's funny cause he absolutely hated that choice. Cause he had third choice. It yeah. seemed like a really hard one to pick. I, when he said he was going to do the tacos, yep. Yep. I was like, Oh no. And then yep. he, he executed it really well with molding the tortilla. Yep. So in, yeah. in hindsight, you know, uh, he had a great choice mm -hmm. because, because the, the, the decoys were all tacos. But but if you look at if you look at the breakfast sandwich and you look at the hamburger, they they were all a little bit different. Mm -hmm. they, they they didn't look the same. So so I, it would it would have been very difficult. I I would have been surprised if they picked Johnny's uh, out of the cake because his I mean he did it as close as he possibly could in a shorter period of time, and I know I know he thought that that was the bat the worst choice, and uh, it ended up being a bat the really good choice for him. Pretty damn yeah. good choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's. It's so fun. It's so fun hearing you, you know, talk, you know, favorably about the show and the experience yep. and, you know, your fellow competitors and the whole process, because a lot of times people come out of a show like this. Like I've heard people talk about other shows. Mm -hmm. um, I won't name any of the shows, but I have heard <laughs> contestants on other shows go come out and go, it's a grueling process. I didn't have any fun. I thought it was going to be cool and it sucked. And right. 
it doesn't seem that it went that way with you in this show. And that's kind of, that's gotta be like, was it a surprise that it was good or did, did, you, did <laughs> um, you expect to just go there and just like, ah, oh, whatever it is, it is. And yet like, another, yet another well. food competition show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know, we knew that we knew that we want, once we got through, I think episode three, we knew that we had, we have something special, you know, that it felt, it just felt good. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike any other show, and I, I, out of all the people on the cast, I had definitely the most experience. So I definitely told them, I said, "This is this is not like a lot of shows." What it's like, yeah, yeah. So this is, and I've worked on a show that that had difficulties. Uh, Christmas mm. cake, Christmas cake wars. I think back in 2015, it, it um, I, my teammates, uh, for well, number one, we had an issue with one of our teammates, and they had to leave prior to the shooting, so we had to get. Uh, uh, some uh, random person that they called up and say, come on and fill this gap. And we've never met these people before. So we're just being thrown into a oh, mix. Wow. We've never worked with these folks before. So, um, and we just had uh, a cake artist on our team that just thought that she was better than, than she was. And it just, we just ran into a lot of difficulty and, and I ended up going rogue and, and uh, just doing my own thing. <laughs> And we ended up getting to almost the end. We ended up winning uh, uh, and getting to like I think episode four or five, and uh, um, ended up doing well. But but I think in our downfall was just that we just the expectations were just too high for for that particular person, and we just didn't make it through. But yeah, I mean I've we've I've had some pretty bad uh, instances in in games like this, and and yet here you are still thinking positive about I'm still at my age I'm still plugging I'm, hey, I'm, <laughs> happy they still, I'm happy that they still cast me at my age not that, not that you're, you not, were... you're great you're I totally understand why they cast you you're a great 100%. character on and you're you're incredibly skilled but also you're very fun to watch oh good yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that <laughs> you, um, you. I know you don't have any inside information on this but I think I'd be very surprised I'd be very surprised if Netflix didn't take a shot at a season two like I'd be very surprised if they don't do another attempt at this, just based on how well this was received and how many people really liked it, how long it stayed. You know, yeah. Netflix shows that drop all at once don't stand, tend to stay in that top ten list for very long because right. people watch them, the buzz dies, it goes away. But right. people were still talking about this show. People are still talking about this show. So yeah. What it, do you think about a season two? Do you think it's a reality it's, or it's you know it's likely? really it's really surprising that. Um, that um well not surprising to me that the show i think is done well but it's um it's it's i think it's the kid factor really i think it's it's the family factor it's it's a breath of fresh air that um you know that you can sit with your whole family and not have to worry about anybody dropping a bomb you know Mm -hmm. Mm um i think it's um you know that that is a i would say a netflix call you know uh and i call too yeah yeah and I, i you know i look I mean, um, it's a successful show. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you had to put money on it, I mean, I mean, I, I, if you had money, I would, I would definitely do that. If I'm a betting guy, the odds are very good for a second season. I really yeah. do think they're going to at least I try think, one more. I can't I imagine so. them not yeah, trying I mean, another one. I mean, it's, it's, it just makes sense. I think, but you know, look, you never know. You never, yeah, you never know. True. I mean, there, there are things that there, there are shows that I love that that end up not, not coming back. Oh yeah. You know, and you know, after a certain uh, much of bunch of seasons that you think oh my god this thing's got so much legs to it and you, you, you see it for the next couple of seasons and all of a sudden it's not there anymore i mean so <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, um, we just enjoyed doing this one, and and we're we're glad to be. Um, I mean, it, it's just it's just hit so many people in a nice way, and we're just yep. so happy yeah. about it. I mean, the whole yeah. cast is just through the roof, and we just can't believe the outpouring of support and love that we've received from everybody across <laughs> every platform, uh, you know, that we could possibly imagine. And uh, it's um, just a great experience, and it's I've I've never been part of an experience like this uh you know food network was definitely uh, a level but you know johnny johnny had created this um this video of uh, of us kind of in a i don't know if you've seen it but it's it it's kind of a sitcom kind of a thing where he's introducing us in the beginning yes. kind of a sitcom. Yes. so like full house the one that's yes. like full house yes, yes i've seen it so johnny came up with that idea and he actually he, he, so we sent him all little snippets and he plugged it all together and put the music on there and and Netflix liked it so much that they actually uh, shared it on their Instagram page, and and we didn't. I mean, we said, okay, well, that's okay, that's great. And then we found out how many people are on it. It's over thirty million people. Uh, wow! Wow! So so um, we were just like floored and said, well, I can't believe that. I mean, that's crazy. And uh, but yeah, it's been ever since. So we were top 10 global um uh, in 75 countries you know for a period of time i don't know if we were still there but i i know we're we're still doing well on the tv uh listing oh yeah it's, it's just it's really reached a lot of people and and i think a lot of folks like to go back and see it again i, I think i've spoken to a couple of people that said you know what i i i went through it and now i want to go back again because i i think i missed something or i just want to go back and watch it again because it because it was fun yeah. There's, there's also so much in there. Like it's fun and it's silly, but as a maker myself, like I genuinely get fascinated with the processes or, you know, seeing every different artist's approach. It's, it's like, there's just so much in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of personality too. There's, everybody oh, yeah. has their own little personality and uh, it's, it's really neat. I mean, you couldn't, you can't really script it. You know, it, it would be, would have been difficult to script this, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody just came in with, the casting process, I think, uh, and someone I read so, read this on one of the one of the pages. Um, whoever whoever casted the show should get a raise. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, it was it just. I think the blending of personalities went really well. It seemed like it. Yeah, I have I have a very specific pastry chef question for you. Sure. If if I can fire away. So yeah. every year, my daughter's fourteen. I mentioned mm -hmm. that she loves making cakes. This is yep. not new. She was so excited that you were coming on. Um, and every year for Easter, she makes an elaborate Easter cake. Yeah. And inspired by, is it a cake on Netflix? <laughs> this year, she's decided she wants to make a very realistic Easter basket. Ah, as okay. her as her cake. Okay, we've fallen so far. I hope I can describe this because it's a <laughs> podcast, so I can't like I can't like sketch yeah. it out, you know, for the listeners. Yeah. But um, she wants to know from you what a good way to make the handle on the Easter basket that will stick up. Okay. Um, fully edible. Because at first she was going to do wire, but she decided that that was yeah. cheating. Okay. And she doesn't really want to do fondant or modeling chocolate, but I, I she wanted okay. me to be sure to ask you. Well, um, how you would tackle that? So there, there is. I'm, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in edible supports. So okay. I, I applaud her for for wanting to do that. <laughs> I'll tell I, her you said that. She'll love yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can say that that things like that, unless it's made with modeling chocolate or chocolate in general mm -hmm. would probably be very difficult 
Okay. And, um, you might need some sort of wire if you're going to do it in an, in a different fashion uh, to just hold it up. And, and it's not like in the show, because uh, I'm sure she's probably seen that, especially with, with um, if you watched uh, Hamu's Elephant, there was a lot of support in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so there are certain cakes that you just can't do without that. Okay. Um, um, but what I would say is, um, is possibly using chocolate and, um, and doing, a like a gelatin mold, kind of what, what I was making, okay. you know, and create, create a gelatin mold. The gelatin mold is very easy. It's, it's, um, equal parts. Um, so if you do, four, four, and four, four ounces of gelatin, four ounces of sugar, four ounces of water. And you're going to melt those together. And I could send you recipe and stuff. Oh, oh, please do. Please yeah. do. She'll be so thrilled if you to do try. That, so if you find, if you find a, a, a plastic or a, uh, some sort of rope uh, mm-hmm. thing that you have, that's maybe made out of plastic or resin and, and you can make a gelatin mold out of it okay. and then pour chocolate in, in it after it, after you take that that mold out it that'll be strong that'll be strong oh, enough for her to put that on there and she'll be able to do that okay I'm, I'm writing it down here i'll have to tell her that the other thing that i had thought was like doing almost like a gingerbread mm-hmm. type of type of dough braiding it and then draping it over a metal bowl and baking it it's that's does also- that still count as cake making though because it's um, I, I think you're, you're able to do almost anything. Yeah. I think we, as long as it's edible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, 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 the key is edible. And that's for me mm-hmm. has okay. always been a sticking point with, with a lot of shows, um, that I've worked with. Um, I've always wanted to use inedible or edible support, not inedible support. And a lot, yeah. and some, some people will have to do that. And I think that's one of the things that I kind of have issue with, with cake, with cake decorating at times is that, um, the need for inedible supports in the cakes mm-hmm. at times. And you, you, it's really difficult to go very, to go super elaborate with cakes without inedible supports because okay. the cake is just so fragile. Yeah, totally. And the, yeah. And it, I, I was watching, I was watching um, the icing artist. I mentioned her before, but I was watching one of her videos. She does a lot of these compare three different tiers of bakeries, right? She'll go to a really cheap bakery, a high-end bakery, and then an off-the-charts expensive bakery, and she'll ask for the same cake. And sometimes she'll get a cake, and she'll be like, this is really cool. This isn't cake. And she'll cut into it. And it's not even like Rice Krispie treats covered in like chocolate. It's like literally styrofoam covered Uh in fondant. And it's like, ah. But, you know, sometimes if it's it's hanging out there, sometimes, you know, it's going to hang out there. They don't want to try to get yeah. cake to hang. So they put foam. And I like, I love watching. I appreciate the engineering of somebody that does everything edible because from one yeah. end to the other, it just looks a little more, uh, a little more legit. Like I want to eat the whole cake and have just some bones left. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, when a lot of the um, other shows, you know, that, that you'll see um, where, where you do like elaborate sculptures, where the, the things, like you said, hanging off each other. And there's like, you know, a lot of height and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, really delicate pieces. You see a lot of Rice Krispies there and there's always Rice Krispies underneath. And then there's always like a metal rods that are going. Yeah. Inside. Always armature wires. Like they're using like model, like um, polymer clay, like there's armatures yes. under everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to me, to me, I always said, you know, why not just do it out of chocolate? You know, if you're going to make it, 
make yeah. an edible piece, make the superstructures out of chocolate. And that's pretty much what I usually do in the past. I would always make it out of, so the whole thing is edible for me. That, oh. That's, that's, that's one of the hardest things to do. Um, but I've been doing that all my career. <laughs> and quite well, I might add, oh, well. um, since we're, uh, we're an hour and 15, <laughs> it always, it always, it always shocks flies. Me. I hope it, it feels that way for our guests as well. It goes <laughs> quick, right? It does. It usually it does. It really does go quick. So since we're an hour and 15 minutes in, um, we should get on to our things of the week. And um, okay. your thing of the week this week, Steve, is pretty damn amazing. Yeah. i got to say. I've been following stuff. this this person um, that does this particular art form. I was mm-hmm. When I first saw it, I was floored. And, and um, they did you want to tell them what they do? Yeah. So, I mean, the way it looks, the way it looks to me, and I was looking at their, I was looking at their website today at work, just going, I don't, I can't believe this. It looks like they make birds out of silverware is, or cooking utensils, silverware, that kind of stuff. Any type of cutlery and like old uh, used cutlery, they take it and they fashion it into anything. I mean, it's, it's astonishing. It's unreal. Yeah. I, I can't get over how cool some of it looks like. Yeah. It's it's incredible, right? Um, so he's you sent a TikTok of a couple of different ones really quickly going by, and I was just like, I need to see more of this. And I went to yeah. their site, and I'm looking like this. There's they have like a B that's like twenty five hundred bucks, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's that's fair though. Like right. that's a lot of work. I get it. I, you know? I, I mean, the, the amount of work that's put into it, and how realistic. I I love I love the um, the prawn. Um, I don't know if you saw, there was a prawn. I didn't that, see the prawn. I'm looking now. Um, let's see. It's absolutely amazing. The work that was put into it and the owl. And there's like just so many different. The praying mantis looks like an actual praying mantis. It does. Like it on does. their website. You kind of lose, it's, you lose that it's made out of silverware. Yeah. And I didn't realize what was going on. I thought like, oh, this is a really cool metal sculpture. But then you look real close. It's like, that's a spoon. Oh my God, that's a spoon. That's awesome. So this is a really good pick. The name of the, the name of the artist is airtight artwork. Um, they are on, apparently they're on TikTok and they are on, um, they have their own website at airtightartwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, everything on their website is sold out right now, but I will have that link in the show notes so that you guys can check out this stuff. If, if you're, it's worth if, a look. Yeah. This is, this is one of those things where, if you like to go to the Salvation Army slash Goodwill and just go into like when they have those big bundles of cheap silverware, here's what you do with it. <laughs> right <laughs> or here. you can try. <laughs> yeah, well, you can definitely you can, try. You can make yeah, an yeah. attempt because the stuff's incredible. It's but, really amazing. I mean, have you ever tried bending a, a spoon or a fork? I, I mean, have. That's pretty tough. I have. Can you imagine? Do you have? It's stainless steel. Yeah. I actually, I actually used to teach metalworking to oh, kids. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So yeah, we used to bend spoons and things because the kids would get a kick out of it because it was a great lesson in like an unexpected material, like looking mm-hmm. at something that you see every day in a new way. But yeah, it takes a good amount of gusto wow. to bend it's, a spoon. <laughs> it's um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing how quickly when you start bending spoons, you learn about work hardening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> work hardening becomes very important very quickly. Yeah, you, you also realize, how to anneal it. Yeah, and you also realize how much heat is generated in that folding back and forth yeah. process. Yeah. Like yes. I burnt my hand on one that I was playing around with. So I burnt my hand <laughs> on, on many hangers in my life just to, okay. just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Cool. This is, this is a, this is a very good thing of the week, right up our alley. You, yeah. you, you hit a home run with this one. Good. Thank you. 
Um, Brooke, All your right. surprise thing of the week that I wasn't allowed to know about before we did well, the show. You were allowed to know. I just didn't tell you. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of how to present this one because my thing of the week are all of my daughter Sarah's cakes. So that because I'm, I'm trying to I think through it. how to show a picture of them because because um, like it's a podcast, right? So assumably we'll put them up on the Instagram like for the things of the week. But for for the three of us, I'll just hold them up to my screen. Okay, cool. But um. Here we have getting a judge by a professional now. Ex- exactly. She she wanted <laughs> actually specifically she wanted to know your tips and and like feedback, which you kind of talked about a bit already in the conversation. Right. But she also just wanted to like show them off and because she's super proud of them and as oh. she should be, they're amazing. So here was last year's Easter cake. Oh my! Oh wow! No. That looks amazing. No way! She's That's amazing. way way. She's fin- she's, she's that phenomenal. good already. Hire that, that good person. already. I would hire that person tomorrow. There you go. Oh, I'll you have to tell her. Oh, oh God, don't don't tell but her. But ready, that. but ready. Here's the inside of that cake. She did a checkerboard. Oh wow. I don't know if it's glaring, wow. isn't it? She's great. Wow. She's yeah, great. she's super. Um, what's and then there she is holding it. And ain't she cute? Aw. Um, Whoa. she's really, really like calm and methodical. Nice. Which I think a good pastry chef makes. Sounds but... sounds, sounds similar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> methodical, yeah. And then here was um last summer was her grandfather's big 70th birthday. We did a big family party. Uh, it was a kind of a big deal. And she volunteered to make a tiered cake hmm? last oh. year, which was a big undertaking. And here's what she had. It's chocolate. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wow. great. She should yeah, open that's... up her own business right off the bat. Hey, she'd be great at it. I can tell it. you right now, there would be people that want it. Yeah, she'd be great at it. So I'll have Damn. to I'll have to send more whatever. I'll I'll send you more pictures so that we can put them up. But um, I that's can't my thing how... of the week. I knew she oh, was awesome. doing this. I had no idea she was that good at it. She's that's phenomenal impressive. at it. Very wow. good. Definitely and they taste talented. delicious too. Talented. That yeah. is <sighs> these kids, man. Damn it. These kids. <laughs> I know. Kids today. Amazing. It's supposed to just she get has, off our has, lawn. Tell her she has excellent tiltscape on that. Case. Okay, I'll tell you. She was going to ask about the tiltscape. Is the tiltscape good? Tiltscape yeah, is very good. Okay. <laughs> A plus tiltscape from the silent assassin himself. There you go. All right. My thing of the week this week is honestly, and I said this, and I'll say, I said this to him, and I will say it to the podcast. I have no idea what I did to deserve this. I really don't. I am beyond honored that something this incredible was made for me. Um, and I cannot wait to get it up in this apartment somewhere. I'll find a place for it. I will, you know, I will make a place for it. I will tear things down if I need to, but, um, our good friend and, um, buy me a coffee supporter, Andrew Richard of Andrew Richard makes repurposed an old headlight and a hand drill or an egg. I think it's an egg beater actually, or a hand drill might be a hand drill, um, into one of the most bonkers wall sconces i have ever seen (laughs) and it just it it's incredible like the he's he thought of everything he manufactured except for the overall parts the lamp and the the drill he manufactured the whole thing in his shop the handle for it the the panel it's just I, i i am beyond floored that people think enough of us to send us stuff like this i i'm absolutely blown away i mean andrew already donates to the show he gives feedback all the time he's written reviews he shares the show and then he goes and gives me a bonkers gift like this i just (laughs) wow I'm, i'm just touched and what's even more touching is like this has been a really hard couple of months for me Mm -hmm. and just having someone go 
oh no, it's here. This will cheer you up. And you know what, dude, you're damn right. It did. It's, <laughs> I am beyond floored and appreciative beyond belief. And so go to his YouTube channel. Um, it's Andrew Richard makes, um, and the top video turning old junk into a wall sconce. And it is just, it's stellar. And I really, first of all, Go follow Andrew because Andrew makes incredible videos. He made an ornament for Dean's shop tree for the Toys for Tots drive. And that was amazing also. So go follow Andrew Richard Makes. Give him some love. Tell him we sent you. And just enjoy his videos because they're just that damn good. Yeah. So. Isn't it cool when when like internet friendships and relationships have like a I, tangible thing where you're like, wait, you're really a person. I honestly, <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes people send me a message or, you know, I've gotten like letters, messages, yeah. stickers, occasional gifts. And it's like, I don't know what I'm doing to deserve this. I'm just doing a podcast, but thank it's, you. It's the nicest thing. It really you know, is. As a content creator, because I don't know, it just feels real. Like obviously messages and stuff on the, on, you know, are nice, okay. but physically having an item there's something special about that there is something special like even yeah it's i'm i'm a sap anyway like i'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> not lie you <laughs> i know I, I think i've cried more on this show than like anyone should people would think this is like a daytime soap opera from the number of times i've cried on this show I'm but I'm not have you have you cried once since i've been co-host not yet but um okay just what so are you your know, triggers? Well, the one year anniversary of the show is coming up next okay. month. So okay. the one year, one year, three year anniversary of the show is coming up next month. And, you know, we're going to hit, uh, what number are we at? We're going to hit probably episode 200 early next year. So wow. it's going to okay. be, those are going to be some cries. Thank you so much. I always yeah, cry on the Thanksgiving board. show, by the way. Always. <laughs> always? Whenever I talk about what I'm thankful for, I cry. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah, you know, it's funny because huh. Andrew Andrew cried a lot um, on the camera, and they they kind of knocked that off. And um, Mikey Mikey kept, on, Mikey kept on saying, "The camera loves tears." Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I have a question. We got to close it out. Who cried on the set? So um, Andrew. Oh yeah, I think Andrew. Let's Andrew, rattle off the names. What's the list? Well, <laughs> I think I think it was Andrew probably more so because he he won the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, winning that winning a lot of money like that is and just winning in general. I think just the accolade of winning it, not even so much the money. It's just uh, recognition. It, it's, it's so it was just so stressed. It's stressful, you know. Obviously, you're in a competition and you want to win, and um, and just getting acknowledged, just acknowledgement that that you're you're good <laughs> you, amongst all yeah. the people that are good. I mean, that you're good, that you're on top, at least on that day. Yeah. 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 I mean, and if, I also, you, if we come back to back, you know, a couple of days straight, you know, and did the same show over and over again, I mean, there probably would be a new winner every week, yeah. but, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, it just validates what you do. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think um, Andrew did a great job touching upon this and, and articulating this on the show, but in creative fields, yeah. oftentimes the amount of, uh, just effort and, and mm -hmm. years of practice that goes into sculpting a craft and getting to where you are yeah. is tremendous, but it's not necessarily something that people clap for you along the way. Yeah. Um, mm. In the same way that a lot of fields are. Yeah. It's very like solitary work and you have to be very, very self-motivated and very, mm -hmm. very just constantly reaffirming yourself and giving yourself that feedback. Cause it's not necessarily positive feedback constantly in the form of like money or this or that or the other thing in right. the traditional sense. So I think that those moments where you finally get that recognition and it's mm -hmm. like, huh, okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard. I, 
we judge, we were judged with we're judged by our peers a lot of times and we we look mm-hmm. at we look to those folks that are doing really well and and uh, getting a lot of accolades in the industry it's kind of like being on a sports team you yeah. want to play with the same quality of of individual that you're you're competing against you want to play with, with that person because it makes you better it makes you a better mm-hmm. artist makes you a better person so that you know and and just the you know, oh my God, it's over, and I I did it. <laughs> you know, it 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 could become it becomes very emotional, and I think yeah. you know, at times it yeah, and you become emotional for that person. You know, even if you're <laughs> on the bench, you know, it's 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 such a great feeling that you know that it's that particular part is over, and now you can move on to the next thing. So yeah. it's 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 overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is overwhelming? What's overwhelming, Vincent? The number of people who donate to the, this show financially. And that list includes Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLO Woodworks and DIY, Chris of Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Angiano from Maker's Cuisine, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from Make With Jake, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler of Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey in the Clamp Podcast, Kim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth from Proper Tools Podcast, Chris Raley of Route 9 Signs, Henry Davis of HT1 Metalworks, and of course, Austin Saunders, the high caliber craftsman. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. You feel free to leave a review, share the show, tell other people about it, because when we invite guests on the show, they look at our reviews and see if we're legit. So everything you do to promote the show and get our name out there helps us get amazing guests like Netflix stars like Steve Weiss. So Steve, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I was super nervous like about talking to you. Like it's like, cause you know, you watch someone on TV and then a few weeks right. later you're talking to them. It's kind of a weird thing, but it's awesome. kind of interesting. So I also wasn't sure if you were going to be talkative or not, which is it's okay either way. You know, right. Right. I was just curious to see what you'd be like. And you're yeah. lovely. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that's that's our official, my official review. Oh, official review from so <laughs> Steve is lovely. So oh, um, thanks. we will have all of Steve's links in the show notes. And definitely, definitely go check out the show, Is It Cake, on Netflix. You I promise you'll smile at least one time. Yeah. If you don't, yeah and if you don't smile, your face is probably broken anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if you're in a bad mood, whatever. Put the show on. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's a it mood fix. And guilty at the same time. Yes. In a and good then, way, though. In a good and way. And you should eat cake while you're watching it and realize how lowly Ooh, your cake is compared you to correct. the ones you're watching. <laughs> you're yeah, like my my, my uh, grocery store cupcake feels inadequate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have a donut. Just stay out of it altogether. It's fine either way. But, all right. Good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, thanks, of course, to Steve for joining us. And we will... Be back again next week. We have a pretty interesting guest coming next week. We've talked about having them on for a oh, while. There's a clue. It's plural. And just <laughs> just in case you really don't know who it is by now, Brooke and I are actually recording Saturday morning to yeah, make it work. Because there's a time difference. There's a time difference. Was that me saying too much? No, I, I think know. that's there's good enough. There's a time enough. difference. That's folks. a good enough tease. And now you're going to have to tune in <laughs> to find out who it is. And we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.